And we're live. Ooh. We are so back with another week of Duh, the podcast. This is Jay Wick. I'm joined by Colin Ruby and Joshua Kite. We have another. Episode nine. It's a milestone. It is. A, it is a milestone. We are closing in on double digits. We already have six million subscribers across all platforms, which is uh, honestly unheard of, unprecedented growth. Um, suck on that, Joe Rogan. Um, They'll be knocking. Before we get into uh, the news this week. We have a brief ad from our friends over at FlanaganLaw.net. Josh, do you want to feel this one? Or do you want yeah, to I mean, I just, I just, uh, I just used FlanaganLaw.net for my taxes this year. Too Love much that. for me to handle. I didn't want to do it. FlanaganLaw.net came in, swooped in, made me millions of dollars. That's what you want out of your accounting firm. Amen. That is FlanaganLaw.net. If you don't feel like doing your taxes, if you don't like getting fucked by the government year after year, much like my dad in the quote-unquote feds, FlanaganLaw.net are your guys. Now, I will transition into some news. Free agency has officially started. Legal tampering period is like they also like to say. The cute little name, but I'll start with the big news of today, Wednesday, 3.15. Aaron Rodgers has informed the NFL world that he, quote-unquote, intends to play for the Jets. As expected, still playing it very coy, still somewhat in the darkness with all of us. Um. I, I don't even know what to make of it at this point because, like, even though he says he intends to play for the Jets, I still just, like, don't believe it or just think something's going to go wrong. Especially, I just hope he retires, like, before a deal gets done. And that's the thing, too. I feel like he purposely kind of worded some of the things in the interview today that, like, to purposely try and fuck the Packers over in terms of what their return is for him by saying, like, before I went into the darkness, I was 90% retiring. Not necessarily a vote of confidence for a team that was probably prepared to give up two first-round picks for you. So, like, if they know you're either A, don't give a shit, and you just want to get another $50 million this year and then retire and stick it to the Packers, or B, it's just like he's already got one foot out the door anyway, and you got one year, and you're going to give up, you know, mortgage the future that currently looks pretty bright for the first time and God knows how long for the Jets. Uh, for a guy that's going to play one season, and then you're back to this point, but with no first-round picks. So I don't really know what the conversation looks like now for a guy that who at most probably plays two more years. Um, but I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are as well. Well, my first thoughts are... Six weeks ago, I put a future on the Jets to win the Super Bowl at plus 2,700, and Aaron Rodgers hasn't even officially been traded there yet, and it's already at plus 1,500, so I'm basically the smartest man alive. That is good. But in terms of Aaron Rodgers, I I just hope he fucks over the Jets and just retires. 
Yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers is just the smartest person alive because best case scenario for him, what he actually wants is that he talks himself out of the Jets even wanting him, and then the Packers are fucked because they don't want to play him either. So he doesn't retire but just gets to sit out all year as a Packer and still make all his money. That would be ridiculous and awesome. Yeah, I feel like he's kind of screwing over the Packers already by just being like, yeah, I'm playing for the Jets, not the Packers. If they would just accept whatever deal, then we would be through this. Really putting the perception of the Packers, like, really putting it on them to make the trade already. What do you guys think about the alleged wish list that he gave? So he obviously denied it. But do you guys think there's any accuracy to it at all? Because it was reported that regardless of the Rodgers move, the Jets were already planning on, like, being in on Alan Lazard going into the offseason. So, but I mean, obviously, if you look at a face value, like bringing in Nathaniel Hackett as OC and signing Alan Lazard, it kind of seems like they're pulling out all the stops for Aaron. But, like I said, it was reported after Lazard signed that, they were planning on, you know, targeting him anyway. Um, do you think the rest of that wish list uh, is accurate reporting, or do you think it's just bullshit to make Aaron look bad? I would, I wouldn't put it completely past him. Like he's, I feel like he's done this with Randall Cobb before. He's kind of just like, that's my boy. He's coming with. So I could see that being that him asking for Randall Cobb, but if he actually was like, we need Mercedes Lewis on this roster right now, like that would be pretty absurd. I mean, I totally agree. I was just curious if you guys thought there's any truth to it. Um, I mean, the Odell one, I don't think makes a ton of sense either, unless he's just <clears throat> kind of banking on one of the receivers that are already there being part of the, the deal back to green Bay. Um, yeah. I'll, more is the one that's kind of in question just given the fact that he requested a trade before um so like bringing in Lazard you already spent big money a couple years ago on Corey Davis for god knows what reason you drafted Garrett Wilson who's the offensive rookie of the year and then you have Elijah Moore who was a second round pick and really just seems to need like a competent offensive coordinator and quarterback um I didn't really see the need for Lazard in the first place um, given the fact that I just think he's a Corey Davis with a cooler name. Um, so signing Odell just seems like overkill to me. But, you know, to your point, at this at this stage, I don't really put it past Aaron doing something like, like so petty. Um, but, you know, who knows? I'm surprised he would even want to go to the Jets, honestly, just given the fact that him and Brett Favre hate each other. Yeah, I mean, at least he's not becoming Brett Favre exactly yeah like I'm just assuming that after this season he's going to play for Minnesota and then just be like all right and then just you know screw over a bunch of poor people in Mississippi I think yeah I'm not rolling that out I think he's just hoping that best case scenario this Jets team even though it's the Jets again is the equivalent of like the Brett Favre Minnesota team And on the other note, I do think he does have a reputation for just wanting his guys around, and the Jets literally did the whole Nat Hackett thing again. But Aaron Rodgers has publicly said he just will take a fucking bullet for Nathaniel Hackett. He loves him more than his own family. That's painfully (laughs) obvious. So 
Not a high yeah. bar either. Yeah, I mean, he's he's still very shrewdly going to leave the door open for himself always, but I would still assume him to go there. But if you're a Jets fan, you can't be too excited about this. Like, I feel like best-case scenario, they get into the playoffs maybe without even winning their division, and they maybe win a playoff game, even with that roster at this yeah. point. Their best bet is, A, Tua getting his 17th concussion in the last calendar year, and, B, the Bills seems like all of their players are dropping like flies, although it did get reported that they might re- they're might they going to re-sign uh, Jordan Poyer and they get Micah Hyde back. But still, I think the Bills are probably going to take a relatively large step back. Um Next year, I shouldn't say a large step back, but I don't think the Bills are going to be um, going into the season. I don't think the Bills are going to be, you know, regarded as the cream of the crop in the AFC with the the Chiefs and the Bengals anymore. Or at least they should. They will be. They they probably will will be. be. Those of us with brains and logic will probably sniff that out. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers did – smartly decide to join a division where he would easily be the best quarterback in the division. So I was going to say also, like, that's another thing with like, if the jets do get Rogers and Tua somehow does stay healthy. And then uh, the Patriots actually have an offensive coordinator hired as their offensive coordinator now. So you, one would assume that the bills are going to have a much tougher path to winning that division now going forward. Yeah. But, the division should be pretty competitive. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably going to end up being, I would say, potentially could be the most competitive just because I'm expecting Vegas and Denver to, I mean, I think Denver's going to slightly improve in the AFC West, but, like, overall, I think it's a very top-heavy division. Um, Dave so Portnoy think, did, did put his quarterback rankings for that division out today as well. No, I don't even want to know. <laughs> but I'm going to It ask. was Josh Allen, Mac Jones, Aaron Rodgers, Tua. Honestly, I don't have much of an argument against it, besides flip-flopping Aaron and Mac Jones. Aaron and Josh Allen. <laughs> I was going to say. I, was just, I, I just knew that was coming, but whatever. Um, anything else in the Jets? No. Staying on the topic of quarterbacks, some of the bigger name Free agent quarterbacks, potential starters or confirmed starters. We'll start with Jimmy G going to Vegas, home of porn. So he's going to be in heaven, reunited with Josh Daniels. Um, Baker. So Tampa Bay, I don't know how they just lucked out. They went from Jameis fucking Winston to Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield. I mean, how fucking spoiled can one city possibly get? (laughs) There are no three better quarterbacks to ever come through a city. That's what I'm saying. It's just outrageous. Um, Sam, the Darnold, worst guy on that list, threw for five thousand yards and thirty touchdowns. <laughs> Sam Darnold, USC product, did not play under Lincoln Riley, unfortunately. But, but basically, Lincoln Riley. But basically, Lincoln Riley. Yes. Um, he is now in San Fran, which I think is super interesting. And then last one I would probably touch on, I would say, is Andy Dalton. 
um, to Carolina, which I think kind of gives you an insight as to what they're thinking um, as far as, like, he's a good bridge if they were to take someone like uh, an Anthony Richardson type and they have him sit for a year, um, possibly two or a year and a half, whatever it ends up being, I think that would make a ton of sense. As it's been reported that Frank Reich um, does kind of really like him. Um, so I, I think that is kind of an interesting move, kind of gives us a good look at where, where they're going. But um, of the four, uh, is there anyone that you guys particularly would like to discuss? Breaking news, uh, Miles Sanders is going to the Panthers. Really? Yeah. Did the, did the terms come out or just agreed? I, no, I didn't say the terms. Wow. I just the headline. Uh, uh, go ahead, yeah, Joe. Go ahead. Oh. In the uh, and the Saints got Jamal Williams. Ooh. Oh, I will say of of those quarterbacks, um, you know, I'd like to see Baker do well. I think uh, I I don't know if we mentioned this, but Jameis Winston re-signed with the Saints, so now the Saints probably have the best quarterback room in all of football. Um, so the NFC South is really strengthening their bones at quarterback this week. Yeah, quarterback summary, I think the Raiders just downgraded, but also downgraded for less money. I think that's really the only defense you can make. I don't think anybody would sit here and say that <clears throat> Derek or Jimmy G is better than Derek, or even if you want to make the case that they're comparable. Like, I guess you're getting less money, but I don't know. McDaniels is an idiot, and he is just desperate to prove he could be a head coach when he can't. Um, yeah, I mean, he can only coach people who are on his Patriots teams. I was going like, to say, I think that's, like, the key thing with the Garoppolo. I think Derek didn't necessarily fit that New England-style offense mold that much. I feel like it's not an, an offense that's necessarily plug-and-play. Um, you need someone – I mean, look at the guys that have mastered – or not, shouldn't say mastered, but who have, like, succeeded in that style of offense. It's, you know, Tom Brady. Matt Castle. Matt Castle. Jacoby Brissett did well with the Patriots when he was there. Um, Jimmy G, Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi. I mean, these, these are guys um, that – Derek's a better athlete than them. He wants to push the ball downfield where these guys are, you know, it's two steps, the ball's out quick. Um, I I don't feel like that really fits Derek Carr's style of play. I think he needs to be more in like a spread style offense, which also leads me to to say that, you know, the McDaniels hire didn't make a ton of sense to me. When you bring in someone like Devontae Adams, you had Darren Waller, you had all the weapons in the world. But that's a rabbit hole I won't continue to go down. Um. That would be my only like argument for Jimmy G as opposed to Derek. I don't think it's really the money. I just think it's more so like he fits more of what McDaniel's vision is going for, and it probably buys him a year or two. Yeah. All right. Um, other quarterbacks, Baker and Sam Darnold, don't sleep on Kyle Trask, but it is a shame that they didn't go to opposite teams because if Baker did – end up in San Francisco. It would have been nice to see your genitalia live online. <laughs> but I'm not gonna lie, I did like have a little sigh of relief. 
but <laughs> at least as a uh, con- consolation prize, we will get to hear how Lincoln Riley basically won the Super Bowl if Sam <laughs> Darnold ends up with the starting job in San Francisco <laughs> as well. <laughs> so yep. that's about it. On my what do you think for quarterbacks? What do you think um, the 49ers plan with Sam Darnold is? I think. I think him and Purdy are going to compete for the job, and I think before the off season's over, probably during the draft, if if not before, during the draft, um, I, I think Lance gets traded to Tennessee, where the 49ers, like assistant GM, is now the yeah. run, running the ship. I think right. that's what's going to end up happening. Yeah, I think they're just going to roll with Darnold until Purdy's healthy or it'd be a competition. Like you said, I think they're just going to try to trade Trey Lance and just get something back for him after how everything has panned out. But they're probably also thinking to themselves like, shit, if we can make it to the NFC championship with Brock Purdy, like Sam Darnold is like a top 10 pick and did show, you know, some decent flashes in Carolina, which, Team-wise, compared to our team, is a whole different level. So, I mean, if they can do it with Brock Purdy, they can probably do it with Sam Darnold, all things considered. And uh, back to Baker, I mean, it's still Derek's division to lose, I feel like, at this point. But Baker getting to be a walk-on again means he will probably win the job and at least play for six weeks or so. Yeah, Tampa, I think, is going to end up being a dumpster fire this year, to be honest. Um, I think the writing was kind of on the wall last year. They won a couple games they probably shouldn't have. Um, and they already were a team that made the playoffs under 500. So I think Tampa takes a big step back. I mean, they got their Super Bowl with Brady. Um, kind of, I think what they need to do is kind of what people are, or Nick Wright more specifically, are clamoring for the Saints to do. Kind of just like you went all in for the, in their case, it worked out. Like, just take your medicine. You guys are an old fucking team. Um, just, I, if I were them, I would start selling and just kind of blow it up. And Baker's like a perfect sort of bridge guy if they were to blow it up and, you know, play in the, the lottery for Drake May or Caleb Williams, who goes to USC and plays under Lincoln Riley. Uh, so I, I I do agree that it's still the Saints division to lose. Um but I do like the move for Baker. I think their style of offense, if they do keep Evans and Godwin, I think he'll he'll fit in pretty seamlessly there. But he still needs a running game to help him out. Um and yeah, Darnold to San Fran, I kinda touched on already. I think Lance is gone. And I also with since they got 75,000 fucking compensatory picks, I'm sure they'll draft the quarterback within the first four rounds as well. Um, because I just think in their heart of hearts, they know Purdy or Darnold isn't necessarily the long-term answer, um, even with Kyle Shanahan. And we, we do know that uh, Andy Dalton went to the Panthers, right? So could be the Panthers division to lose. Um. No. Uh, <laughs> on the Panther subject, I, I, we should Why? probably just go right into their fucking trade with the Bears that they just oh, absolutely yeah. fleeced in. Yeah, I actually yeah, uh, they, they I got fleeced. That might have been it's that's like debatably the Herschel Walker trade two point oh. 
Two um, first, two seconds, and DJ Moore for one one this year. So here's the thing. I I truly don't know if Justin Fields can play, but if he can, this is like an all time trade. And even if he can't, you'll know for sure and you're still set up decently well with a lot of draft picks moving forward. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. It's like for the Bears, it's like, you know, Justin, this is your your year to kind of show us like a big leap. I don't think they're asking him to, you know, go out there and be an MVP candidate this year. But I think kind of like that Jalen Hurts trajectory is what everyone's kind of talking about. And I kind of agree with like not this season, but the season before, like they made the playoffs. He runs the ball a lot. He starts to show flashes of him being a, an accurate thrower of the ball, um, you know, and then now you get yourself DJ Moore who, you know, he's not AJ Brown level, but he's still a top, you know, 15, 20 receiver in the league. So uh, I, I think, you know, and don't forget Chase Claypool. <laughs> yeah. I am <laughs> totally forgetting about Chase Claypool and, and then Cole Komet, which, um, he's a very good, um, above average tight end. So, I mean, they, they have the weapons now. I think it's a matter of using those picks to kind of beef up the line around him, beef up the defense because they were atrocious last season. Did they but lose now, Montgomery too? Yeah, Montgomery is in, yeah. uh, uh, Detroit. That's uh, right. Yeah, I feel like they kind of sold their entire defense last year intentionally to get to this point. So it's not like, like they kind of did that on purpose. But yeah, with, I'm not a Claypool guy either, but with him as the two and then like Mooney back is like the three and then Komet, like you mentioned, like they have weapons. Like this is a prove it year for him. But now on the dumpster fire. That is Carolina. I shouldn't just take dumpster fire, but it sure seems like it when you make a move like this for a draft where, you know, there's no clear-cut number one quarterback available. You have a good roster necessarily, for, at least in the NFC. Let me preface it with that. Like you have a good roster for a weak conference where you're like – a middle-of-the-road quarterback away from being, you know, a 9- or 10-win team in your division. Like, selling your number one receiver and, you know, three or four future picks to get a guy who, who at best might be, like, the 13th best quarterback in the league someday, maybe, I just think is just crazy to me. Like, if they take Stroud, I think he's someone that can come in and start and win them games, but I, I don't you know, if the Carolina plays the the Saints, I mean, I all with all things considered, I think the Saints fucking sweep them. Um, so I, I just don't really see it unless they're really sold on Anthony Richardson. You know, two years down the road, being you know this freak of nature, which he very well could be, but you know, there's a lot of things that have to go right for that. So you know, if this yeah, was freaking nature talent learning under Andy Dalton could be a recipe for future success. That's that is somewhat fair, but um I mean, if this if this was a draft where there was a Drake May or a Caleb Williams who plays at USC for Lincoln Riley that like 
if there's a level of talent like that in this in this draft, then I don't think there's anyone that even bats an eye at this. But the fact that it's like there's four guys that you have to like talk yourself into and convince yourself that is worthy of the number one pick, I don't think that's a, a recipe for success long term. Um, but who knows? Carolina is desperate, so uh, yeah, they gave up a lot for I feel like something that is not going to pan out long term. And I honestly feel bad for Frank Reich at this point. Like I really do think he is a good coach and a good play caller, but they he was probably included on the decision though, I would imagine. Yeah, but here's the thing, they got reported that him and the owner want two different guys. So it's just like oh. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so it's it's who knows. I think Tepper Tepper wants Bryce Young, but I think Frank Reich is and the, another thing is they're, like, deciding between completely different, like, groups of people. So Frank Reich's kind of, like, between Richardson and uh, Stroud, whereas Tepper wants Bryce Young. So it's just, like, a total nightmare of a situation. And yeah. regardless of who they take, they're still not even going to have a chance to win their division this year if Baker and Derek – and I don't know what Atlanta's going to look like. That could be ugly, too. But they're not even going to have a chance of sniffing a division title or playoff berth this year. And they gave up so much to get this pick. When, again, they're going to be bottom-tier team this coming season and have no picks next year when way better quarterbacks are going to be sitting there. So yeah. I don't know what's going on. Another pro for the Bears is they're probably not going to be good right away, regardless of who they draft. So the Bears got the eighth pick this year, and we'll have another high pick next year with the Panthers' first round. Yeah, they'll be set up, even if the whole Fields thing doesn't pan out, to trade back up into next year's draft. So, yeah, overall, just great look for them. They honestly, there's a potential for them to continue to trade back to keep building up picks. Like if someone like Levis or Richardson or Stroud, um, you know, falls and they're sitting there at nine and a team, you know, wants to come up and grab one of those guys, you know, who knows? They can just keep stacking picks and, uh, you know, we'll see how Ryan Poles drafts. But, you know, this is a pretty deep year outside of the quarterbacks. So, uh, I mean, they could really beef up the roster if they do the right things. It's still going to come down to is Justin Fields got to be the guy there. Yeah. All right. So some other news. I'll just do a brief overview of each of them, and then we can kind of jump in as we choose. Uh, Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins for a third-round pick in this year's draft and Hunter Long, a tight end. Um, Stefan Gilmore to Dallas for just a fifth round pick. Now, as someone that won defensive player of the year in 2019, I don't understand the blatant collusion in the NFL to only give up a fifth round pick for a, a guy of this caliber deserves to be the number one paid corner in the NFL, um, deserves a fully guaranteed contract simply because he won an award in 2019. Despite his recent play, I, I just think this is disgusting. Um, but I, I'll, I'll let you guys, you know, marinate on that. Um, Zeke, no, I mean, that, that is absolutely undervalued. <laughs> Zeke getting cut. Um, respect to him for not taking a pay cut and having zero self-awareness. 
Um, Darren Waller <laughs> traded to the New York football jump like 48 hours after his uh, wife gets drafted to the Vegas WNBA team. So shout out Josh McDaniels for that. Um, Juju to New England today. Um, who gives a shit? The Broncos beefing up the O-line with uh, Ben Powers from Baltimore and my boy Mike McGlinchey, Philly native, Notre Dame, Fighting Irish. Uh, Jesse Bates going to Atlanta because clearly the Falcons, they're just a, you know overpriced safety away from being a good team, apparently. And, well, they did get Taylor Heineke, too. Uh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> um, and then... You must the, have forgot. And then the Bears trading Roquan Smith because they do want to sign him long-term just to spend the same amount of money on two worse linebackers. Um, genius front office moves. Um, anything stick out? Anything I may have missed? I guess the um, Bears can't win them all. Yeah, and as a Chiefs fan, I do not give a shit at all that Juju's gone. I'm honestly happy about it, and we may have just undersold Kadarius Tony's yardage predictions <laughs> a couple weeks ago at this point because. Jesus, even in 12 games, he may have, like, 1,500 yards at the rate we're going. So, you heard it here first. Other than that, I mean, I don't – I really just – I agree with you, Jay, that even with all the moves going on in the AFC West, I think the Broncos will be better because they can't be worse. And I think they're making smart decisions now that Sean Payton is there. But I still think they're a second- or third-place team in the division. Jamal Williams signed with the Saints. God. Cannot wait for the Saints. At the rich get richer. Yeah, they really do. They are just – it is messy down in the south, and they're just going to clean it out down there. It's going to get weird in the bayou. Oh, that was another thing I forgot to mention. Uh, Darius Slay got cut by Philly. Yeah, I saw yeah, that. that. And they re-signed Bradbury. That's what I was going to say. It's crazy that he got, like, a three-year extension and they cut Slay, but I don't know. Is he, like, older or something? No, he's uh, he's still in, in his prime. I think it's just a matter of... Uh, Compensation, as they say. Yeah. <clears throat> Seems to be a sticking point these days. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ramsey, I think, to to Miami, I thought, was a pretty neat little move. Um, I don't feel like they gave up. Yeah, I mean, I'm still Team Ramsey, so I'm expecting big things from him this year. Especially with having Xavier Howard on the other side. I think that's a really, really uh, tough duo. Agreed. Um, Stefan Gilmore already touched on how just absurd and just disgusting – see such a blatant level of disrespect for someone that won a single award three years ago is just crazy to me. Um, the fact that he doesn't have Deshaun Watson level fully guaranteed dollars for winning such an award three years ago is mind blowing to me. I mean, how do you not take that award, pay him as if he's still that player three years later 
Uh, it's just, I, I don't know. I don't get it. So hopefully Dallas. No, I, I agree. 2019 awards, 2019 awards should still mean something. Yeah, they and really, it's, it's sad to see this league not understand that. Especially, you know, he's had some injuries recently too. So like, just pay the man. I, I mean, yeah, but on, you know, on the field, he's been playing well. I was going to say, he did have a, in fairness, like, as, hilarious as you're being Gilmore had a really good year last year so I do think it's a decent pick up for the Cowboys and I believe one of the more credible uh sports podcasts on the planet had him as a as a top five cornerback headed in the next year that was not a unanimous decision (laughs) I mean hey check the tape and also we are talk about a steal yeah, swinging it back to Ramsey again. Good value. That was just a very good pickup for the Dolphins from a team that is in a complete fire sale right now. And I think starting to try to take their medicine after going all in, like the Bucks and Saints should be doing. Yeah, and the Giants. You know, they got six games of tight end play for a third round pick. So they they, they should be feeling traded. good about themselves. Again, just proving how just top-notch of an organization the Giants are. They traded away a guy who is an arguably better player um, because he was too injury-prone like a year and a half into his career to for a 30-year-old tight end who has played like 13 games in the last two seasons. So that's just good business all around. Um, do you guys want to do like a brief state of the franchise with like each of our respective teams, the moves they made or did not make or could make? Um, or do sure. you want to the draft? I'll go first. I'll go first because I feel like my team maybe has done the most important thing of the off season. I'd say in re-signing Justice Hill. To an extension, so I'm, we're set. We're set for the next few years, I'd say, at running back. I thought you were going to say cutting Calais Campbell. I was just going to say no. We did cut him with with the chance of bringing him back, and uh, I think today we made Tyler Huntley a restricted free agent. So definitely some questions quarterback going into the season. I was going to say. I mean, they did made made the. Uh, number one quarterback on the roster, a priority, which I think is smart. Holy shit, though. Did you see Lamar's <laughs> Instagram post in the <laughs> The <laughs> holes thing? No, 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 Josh. You got to get on Instagram right now. If you haven't seen it, he posted pics in, like, the big-ass red boots. Oh, so oh yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that earlier today. God damn it. <laughs> I don't even know how he affords those boots. Yeah, I was going to say, and then also, uh, <laughs> that's that's funny. Um, and then his, like, Twitter tirade today or yesterday, whenever it was. Like, I don't even know what he's saying half the time. I do give him credit for the Holes meme as well. I mean, anybody who uses that cut scene from Holes with the crazy grandfather and the little girl, like, you can put that on anything and I'd be a fan of it. But him joking about his own contract situation with that, huge brownie points as well. Fair. Uh, 
Sherm, do you have anything on the Queefs? Yeah, I was going to say the actual biggest news of the offseason between all three teams is just the Chiefs allegedly on Twitter declaring Kadarius Tony wide receiver one. So just get ready for Tyree Kill 2.0. I like the uh, right tackle they signed. We'll see if they move him around and if that pans out. But like I said the last time we did this, I mean, I feel great moving forward considering they won the Super Bowl with this young of a roster. So I think they're set up and can just have a situation where the rich get richer. Yeah, and I don't think you're touching on the one of the bigger moves as well as far as uh, Orlando Brown not giving him the big dollars he feels as though he deserves because he's a fat moron with zero self-awareness. Yeah, it's um, almost like a Lamar situation on a much smaller scale where they're like, yeah, you go see what you can get big sexy and then you can come back when uh, you've had a reality check. Yeah. Is this when, another is this another case of collusion I should be looking into? It is, but he, since he didn't win any awards in 2019, I don't think it's that big of a deal. He did do, like, what, 14 reps with 225 <laughs> at 500 pounds, so that is that worth a laugh ride. It was, I think it was 11 was the official number, which yikes. he, on peak amount of arms, could get close to 11 at fucking 205 pounds. So he's a fat loser and whatever. Um. I was really hoping, last thing on the Chiefs, I was hoping, still possible, they were just going to sign Laramie Gas Mask Tunsil to replace him, but I don't think that's going to happen at this point. I don't think he's a free agent. He's not a free agent, actually. I can confirm that. He he, he signed a long deal with the Texans a couple years ago. Yeah, I feel like he's a couple years into that, and they were possibly shopping him, though, but I'm happy with who they signed, and I'm just... Very excited for the coming season as a Chiefs fan. Um, For the Steelers, the most important team in the NFL, um, their quarterback who has the largest hands ever recorded at the Combine. Mitch Trubisky. Uh, <laughs> uh, made a couple moves, a couple of surprising moves as well. Um, I'll start with most surprising, Patrick Peterson. Um, letting Cam Sutton walk, uh, letting him go to Detroit, which I was not a fan of. Do not support him not being re-signed. Yeah, he's but a good... uh, yeah, he he was. He was our best corner last year. Um, so I was really really sad to see him go. Um, but thank God he went to Detroit. So there's always a silver lining. Um, but signing Patrick Peterson. At first, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, he had a pretty good, you know, resurging, resurgent year last year with Minnesota. I'm not sure if that's the right adverb, but who gives a shit? Um, so I was a little happy at first, but then uh, reality started to set in. Like, he's going to be 33 years old. Like, this is kind of like a, I don't want to say worse Joe Hayden situation, but a similar Joe Hayden situation where, like, they bring in a guy that's past his prime to come in and expect him to be, you know, a, a starting corner. Um, I, I just, I don't know what what gets me there is, you know, it's at least only five point eight was guaranteed out of the fourteen million, so it's not too big of a, a commitment, and it's just for two years. 
Um, and especially, you know, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. They're going to spend one of their first two picks on a corner in this draft. So, I mean, there's worse things they could have done. Um, they signed a guard from Philly who is enormous. He's like 6'5", 340 pounds, all about it. And then Cole Holcomb from Washington ran a four five one out of college, middle linebacker. So just what they need, considering Devin Bush ended up being a fucking scrub. But um, that's all I got on Pittsburgh. Um, I don't believe there's any other news that's really noteworthy if we want to dive into some edge rusher uh, draft. Yeah, I'm ready to draft. Um, do we have an order? We do not. I thought we said I would. Yeah, yeah or nay? Well, I didn't hear what you said. I said you pick the order. Um, I'm going to go first. (laughs) Um, And second and third. No, as long as I get to go first, that's all that matters. Um, there's only one person that's worth going first overall. Miles Garrett. <laughs> I'm about to hang up. <laughs> um, and it'll be me, Joshua Tree, and then uh, Sherman. So Who are you going to pick? I have granted myself the first pick for a very specific reason, very similar to the reason that I was given the first pick for the free or the safeties draft. But this person is clearly the best edge rusher in the NFL. Um, the way he impacts a game, um, not only rushing the passer, uh, but in the run, tackles for loss, um, pass deflections, interceptions even. Um, the way he can wreck a game single-handedly and win games by himself, uh, he's bordering on Lawrence Taylor level dominance, if not already there, given, I mean, check the fucking stats. He averages nearly a sack a game. No one is close to that. Um, he did break the sack record, um, but since the game was in Baltimore, they incorrectly, uh, marked it. So... With that being said, the first pick in this draft, the only pick that should even matter in this draft, Mr. T.J. Watt of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm surprised that's who you picked. (laughs) Fun fact, I don't disagree with you, but just to prove your rage-filled point in the time you were making your speech, I looked up two different lists online, and he is three and four on those two respective (laughs) lists, which is just ridiculous yeah he, well, was he hasn't had any injury issues recently has he uh last year this past season um but outside of this season, i mean he still ended up playing 10 games after tearing his pec which is just ridiculous yeah, um impressive but outside of that he's played at least 15 games every single season a little sketchy if you ask me that he made it back that quick Oh, yeah. I mean, you know they're shooting him up with a whole bunch of shit. Oh, yeah. But, Which um, I am for, so don't get me yeah. wrong. But before... Uh, do what you do. Prior to the season, uh, three straight first-team All-Pros, finished top three, 
in defensive player of the year, uh, three consecutive years, winning one should have won at least two, but you know, he got robbed as expected. Um, did not win the award in 2019 though. So as of right now, I'm not sure if he deserves the contract he's getting paid. Anything else on TJ? Uh, 77 and a half sacks in 87 games. Outrageous. Yeah, and pretty good. And they win like 90% of the games that he plays the last couple seasons. So pretty decent, but you know, whatever. And he has how many defensive players of the year awards? Just one, one runner up and one third place finish. Yeah, you could probably have more than that. Okay. For the number two pick, I'm going a little bit of recency bias here, as I feel like maybe the list is is supposed to be directed towards going into next season, and I'm going to take Nick Bosa. I think he had had quite the year this year, and I don't see anything that would slow him down for – for next year, and I be- was he the defensive player of the year this year? Right? He was. Yeah, I thought so. So, yeah, I'll take Nick Bosa. Yeah, I mean, you get zero argument from me as the third Bosa brother. Um, <laughs> he is a freak. He, uh, you're the third Bosa brother? I am. I am. I'm the okay. most talented. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he's an animal. Um, if he didn't tear his ACL, he would have put up ridiculous numbers, uh, last season as well. Um, much deserved on the defensive player of the year. Um, no argument for me. If TJ Watt didn't exist, he would be number one on this list. Yeah, I think that's safe to say, especially after the, the current year he just had. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, you're not going to get an argument from me either. I would say, Jay, you were probably the most political out of the three Bosa brothers. Um, <laughs> I uh, also just realized something about this list, which is just ridiculous and hilarious, that you could make an argument that, like, the entire top three to five could all be white guys. Oh, yeah, it's one of the very few positions. It's like it's like defensive yeah. end, rusher, and fucking center. Hmm. All right. Um. Anything else on Bosa? No, but no. I can't wait for you to fucking ruin this list. <laughs> yeah, I kind of do feel like ruining it, honestly. But I don't know. Okay, so I'm I'm just gonna say right now I'm not gonna pick another Bosa brother just because. There's already one yeah. on here, and I'll give – maybe he'll get back to you, Jay. We'll see. But I'm going to take – Maybe he'll get back to him in the fourth round. Yeah. I'm going to take – I'll take, I guess, just based on this year and going into next year, I'll take Parsons at three. Yeah, and then, that's right. I had him here too. Yeah, I mean, do you guys have anything to say about – that, I mean, he's young, he's very versatile, he had great sack numbers, and, like, I don't see that changing next year. Yeah, I mean, he's done it back-to-back years now. Like, I don't see anything slowing him down either. Yeah, I, I don't have anything to battle you on with this. I mean, you pointed out already his uh, <clears throat> his versatility, uh, which is, one, impressive, and, two, makes it, 
sack numbers, uh, TFLs and quarterback hits numbers, just even more impressive given the fact that they can, they line him up everywhere. It's not like he's designated to just, uh, go after the quarterback every single play. So, uh, yeah, I think three is, uh, justifiable for him. And who knows if he was asked to just line up on the outside and go get the fucking quarterback every single play. Like he very well could be number one given how talented he is. Yeah, that's fair. We'll see how uh, this year pans out for him. So at number four, I am obviously not going to pick Miles Garrett. Um, and I guess this is somewhat personal preference, but I feel like still a solid pick. I am going to take the only person I have respect left for in the AFC West who is not on the Chiefs, and that is Mad Max Crosby who got paid and earned it, and he is just – again, he only plays defensive line. He's not as versatile as Parsons, but he has an insane motor and can do a lot of things from his position. And he's a guy where even if the sack numbers aren't insane, if you watch the tape, he is an impact player on every snap. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely a guy that you have to plan for and be aware of and potentially even double team most of the game. So can't argue too much with him being near the top on this list. I would uh argue against him being fourth, but he definitely belongs somewhere. Yeah, I didn't have him that high either, but I do. I well, do agree yeah. that at, at to some capacity, after the top few, uh, personal preference could come into play a little bit. Well, yeah, I don't know where you guys had who I'm like about to say, but pretty much as I alluded to, I wasn't picking Garrett and I wasn't picking fucking Joey Bosa. Fuck the Chargers. Yeah, well, I'll just go ahead. I was gonna take. I'll take Miles Garrett at here because. I I had him at four overall. I mean, he's been doing it again the past few years. Uh, you know, he's always up there with T.J. Watt on the graphics, which I'm sure does not drive Jay nuts at all. Um, but even if he's not on that level, he is still producing at a high level week in and week out. Yeah, five I feel like is a fair spot for him. Miles Garrett. Um, if he did not ever uh, probably correctly accuse Mason Rudolph of being racist <laughs> and striking him with a helmet, he would still be probably like one of my three or four favorite players in the NFL. But that rubbed you the wrong way a little bit. It, it did. It did. Um, you know, I wasn't there. Um I didn't hear what Mason Rudolph said to him, but I thought the play itself uh, was dirty before, um, you know, the whole fight transpired. Um, that's really the root of my disdain for Miles Garrett. Um, Jail I do, or I prison? Do, <laughs> I, uh, I do think yeah, – I think you should coach uh, the fucking gridiron gang football team. Um, that's his punishment. Um, I, I do think he's a, more of a one-trick pony. Um, I don't think he plays the run as well um, as some of these other guys do. But as far as you know, just getting to the quarterback as a pure pass rusher, he's debatably uh, the best at doing just that. 
Um, all right. This is honestly a tough spot to be in. The the little wrap around here. There's a couple directions I could go. Well, you do get two picks. Yeah, I know, but I'm deciding between like four or five guys. And it's do I want to go off of like this year going into next? Do I want to go off of like what I've seen for the last three or four or five years? Um, waste one of them on Joey Bosa, please. I'm more than likely going to do that. Um, but for this pick, after the season he just had, um, and he's done it now with three different teams, um, three consecutive years, I'm going with Hassan Reddick out of Philly. Um, like I said, three consecutive seasons, um, with three different teams. Um, so him putting up the numbers he's putting up, I think kind of is very impressive. Um, 16 this past season, 19 overall, if you include the playoffs with Philly. So, I mean, he was really kind of one of those anchors. I think he certainly is supported a little bit by, you know, some of the guys around him. But also, like I said, he's kind of proven himself. He did it in Carolina with 11 sacks. He had like 12 or 13 with Arizona the year before. So, I mean, he's a guy that, you know, he, he's proven himself um, in three different situations. So, I think – um, Asan Reddick projecting forward, I think, is a, a safe bet. Yeah, I don't hate that pick. I mean, I'm not a huge fan personally. And again, the most recent taste in my mouth is him having zero impact on the Super Bowl. But I mean, what was that? You're, you have him at six. I feel like that's pretty fair. I mean, he had 16 sacks this year, and the Super Bowl, I won't hold that too much against him just given the nature of the the playing surface. I mean, everyone was slipping a little bit. So, um and they got the ball out quick. They had a good game plan for it. I wouldn't with with Mahomes is uh his since he only had one leg uh, for the entire season, essentially, you know, the worst sprained ankle probably in the history of the world. Um, you know, I mean, Christ, you threw for 180 yards. It's not like they were just dropping back and throwing it, you know, 40 yards downfield. So I won't hold this yeah. against them at all. I had Hassan Reddick near the top, uh, most of the top of my list here. Uh, of the players left, I should say. But this is where it gets tough because now I'm forced to decide between a few guys that I really, really like. Um, fuck. Just to see where you go here. I'm not taking Bosa. Um, there's wouldn't, wouldn't expect you to. Um, not yet, at least. But there's there's two guys right here that I really want to take. Fuck! Don't do it to me. Yeah, don't do it to me either. Actually, there's three guys I want to take. I am begging you not to do it to me. All right, there's one for everybody. All right, like I said, I'm choosing between three for one spot. It's pissing me off. Hurry the fuck up. Dude, shut up. <laughs> um, fuck. This is probably the most important decision of your life. It really- <laughs> Who is the seventh best defensive end in the NFL? <laughs> Um, yeah, because the list needs to be true to me, Colin. 
Hey, I respect your integrity. Just if not, we're just talking because we got lips. We got we got millions of people on the edge of their seat here. Yeah, it's we got, it's got to mean we something. Got to I, I have I have a decision. Give dude on. Okay. And I'm happy with that too. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, I will. Yeah, that's a good. This is a good spot for him. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, he's uh. He's proven to be a standout player. Uh, the sack numbers now that he's on a real team with a real coach, um, you know his, his numbers have have gone up. So uh, I feel good about Judon. Yeah, I mean he shit talks the Ravens a little bit too much for my liking, but just because we didn't pay him, but he should be happy we didn't pay him because he's wouldn't be putting up these kind of sack numbers as a Raven. Yeah, it's not I mean, the style we play. We don't we don't like getting to the quarterback, so we don't put a we don't prioritize it. It's not important in today's NFL. <laughs> <laughs> not only that, but your head coach is a fucking fairy. Okay, watch it. He's a little queenie. Um, yeah, he has been really good since he's been on the Patriots. I don't know if I like or hate the red sleeves. I think I hate it, but he has been good. I do like Dude. it. I like the red sleeves. I wish I didn't, but I do. Dude, Josh. Yeah. Who are you taking? He didn't do it to me. So I have Brian Burns. God damn it. I think... Yeah, I I mean I had him in the top five. I he's, think he, yeah he's he's been consistent for the past few years and then really stepped it up this year and I just expect another step forward next year. I mean people were after him before the trade deadline here and the Panthers Panthers held on to him so he's definitely shown his value there. Yeah, I was uh, he was one of the three I was deciding between. Yeah, I was really hoping either Judon or Burns slipped to me as one of my picks. Yeah, so, so that was that was what the eighth pick. Yeah, and no. that like that, and he was the last, He was in my top eight. My my entire top eight has been chosen now in the in the first eight picks. True, it would have been kind of egregious if he did fall to me at nine, but I was hoping that happened. Yeah, at this point, I'm kind of just like, eh. But I have two here. Good grief. All right, I'm still not going to take longer than Jay. Um, ugh, God, barf. Um, <laughs> You're yeah, like, <laughs> like I said, I'm not crazy about any of these guys, so let's just take this moment to give Robert Quinn a shout-out. I mean, he's nowhere near this list at any point, but God damn it, we're, we're a Robert Quinn podcast. Um, Is that your official pick? <laughs> Um, thank God. <sighs> Ew. Well, I'm not taking Bosa, so I guess, I guess, with my first pick, and let me make it clear, the order has, like, zero importance to me at this point. All right, I'm going to take a, I don't like this player, former Ravens, Adarius Smith. He's just... <laughs> Yeah, I know. I hate this pick, but he's puts up great numbers. And then my next pick is going to be a respect pick. Again, now that I'm a pseudo Saints fan and more body of work, Cam Jordan's still playing. I just feel like he deserves his respect as well. 
I could not have hated those two picks more. I uh, probably hate them more than you do. Given another Raven that sack numbers just skyrocketed as soon as she was out of our uniform. <laughs> you love to see it. <laughs> just not in our system. God. And I Respect mean, like, the process. Who was I going to pick? Like Khalil fucking Mack? Give me a break. Von Miller? Like, no. Chill. Well, I will take a player here that is the best guy by this name in the league, and I'll take Josh Allen. That's a good better Josh Allen. I would consider taking him. I was considering taking him as well. He makes plays. I could put together a fucking honorable mention list that's better than the three guys that have just been named. I do have one guy that was ahead of Josh Allen on my list, but I had to choose Josh Allen to call him better than the other Josh Allen. I wasn't going to let that opportunity just float on by. Well, I mean, he's not, so. Well, uh, in the last two years, Josh Allen is 1-0 against Josh Allen. That's fine, but. I think they won like nine to three because Josh Jay. Allen's better than Josh Allen. We all he has, he's had one season over ten sacks and it was his rookie year. Jay, I'm gonna power have... rank the Josh Allens. One Josh Allen, two Josh Allen. We also have confirmed previously on this podcast that you are a huge defensive end wins guy, Jay. So that is big for that Josh Allen. That is, I'll give you that one. That is the only argument I'll entertain. <laughs> um, Christ, I don't even know how, where to start with restoring dignity to this list. Putting um, Robert Quinn on it for real. This is basically <laughs> my top twelve list, so pretty, <laughs> pretty great. Good Lord in heaven. Um, Lord. No, seriously, enlighten us. You said there was like three people you could take. Yeah, Yeah, this is the last one. Only one more person makes this list. Christ almighty. This this is tough. Good riddance to the rest of the league. Hmm. I could literally pick five guys here. Um, a couple of them are, you know, coming off a injury plague season, really played like, you know, less than 10 games or so. Uh, so then you know, pick one that didn't. <laughs> but I feel like they played a full one of, Does one of them have a lot of money? A few of them have a lot of money. Notably. Confirmed have a lot of money. Confirmed are rich. I'm going to take... Von Miller. But I don't feel as amazing about it as I normally would. That is who you were 
hollering for? He is. We were making picks. He is. Uh, no, I'll, don't worry. I'll get into my like seventeen honorable mentions. Um, I mean, he is just like the most elite pass rusher we've had over the last decade. Um, like he is that guy of this generation. Um, and, and you really saw. I mean, he's still producing even at you know an older age uh, as he moves into his mid thirties here shortly. Um, maybe not mid thirties. I think he's just like thirty one. Um, but regardless, you know, he still put up eight sacks in like 10 games this past season before getting hurt the season before, um, when he got traded to the Rams. I mean, you saw the impact he had on their Super Bowl, um, that playoff run for them. Yeah, he's about to be 34. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, I, he's still producing at the level, um, not quite the level he was before, but he's still producing as a top 12 Ed rusher in this league. Um, and again, I, I just, you know, have to put, he deserves to be on the list just for what he's done. Um, but then you factor in the fact that he's still productive. I think it's fair to put him at 12. Um, yeah, moral of the story, you had it confirmed here on this podcast. Joey Bosa, not a top 12 defensive end. That's the most important. So um, could have been, but you know, Whatever. So I'll just dive into uh, honorable mentions. Um, Joey Bosa, Alex Highsmith, um, Aiden Hutchinson. Um, if you want to project, he ended up with almost 10 sacks this past season. Um, if we're projecting forward, I think it's a pretty safe bet based on what he showed. Um, and then last link for me, fellow Michigan Wolverine, uh, Rashawn Gary. Dog. Um, he was on pace for back-to-back double-digit sack seasons before he got hurt um, after nine games. So um, those are those are four guys that are all significantly – I shouldn't say significantly, but are all notably better than the three previous picks, uh, nine through 11. Uh, the only other guy on my that I had on my list that wasn't – Mentioned in the draft or in your honorable mentions would be uh, Trey Hendrickson from the Bengals. Yeah, he, he's a nice player. Um, yeah, I think he's pretty like well rounded and you know starting to you know find his find his spot in that defense. Yeah, I think he's definitely in that next tier of like sixteen to to twelve. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have him. Super high on the list, but I did type his name out. Anything else, Sherm? No, I don't think there's anybody at this point, especially with the, like, five or six honorable mentions you just rattled off. Um, So I'm good. Josh, any notes on the current pass rush situation in Baltimore? Um, Can confirm we will not have a double-digit uh, sack guy this year. Sounds about right. While well, the Steelers had yeah. multiple. Um, yeah, can confirm zero. Well, 20, <laughs> 20 teams in the league have multiple guys with double digits. <laughs> I said over an under, over under sack leader at like 6.5. Hammer the under. I would. Yeah. Well, the Steelers might have three guys if they all stay healthy. Well, if Justin Houston comes back, you have a chance. Duh. <laughs> 
Um, Honorable oh. mention, Justin Houston. <laughs> so I good. think that's our show, but what is the plan for next week? Is next week the quarterbacks? Is that Do we finally give the people what they want? Oh, quarterbacks, politics, in religion. Unless we just have even more foreplay and go coaches first. Uh, the, fans, the fans need the quarterback list. How many are we doing? I'd say five. 32? <laughs> we have to rank all of the quarterbacks? Or, or, or five-part video series. We could do we could do a draft of ten, top thirty. No, I can't do that. I All think right, fifteen's on. good. Five a person. I think a top fifteen's good. It's half yeah. the league. I'll say it's like a clear separation of like the top. Yeah. Five. Okay, I like that. Um, I went first. Things are going to get interesting. Are I backup quarterbacks eligible? Yeah, everyone's uh, eligible. Okay. Um. I will – and I went first this time, so I'll volunteer to go third or second, um, however you guys want to do it. Will Caleb Williams be on your list? No comment. I was going to say, will Jameis Winston be in the top 15? <laughs> you will find out soon enough. Yeah, there's a decent chance. Um. So, yeah, I'll go third. Um I'm going to go first for that one. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I, I think yeah. we all – it's a pretty general consensus where number one is going to be, so. Yeah, at two is where it gets dicey. I don't think it's that dicey. I can't wait for <laughs> third pick. It, I might talk for 15 minutes for while I make the third pick. I'm going to basically read a fucking, like – I don't even know. Like a biography. I'm only going to come with facts that dispute your th- the third overall pick. I'm going to have zero other notes. I love that we can basically just, the, like the audience, the million listening at home right now, are all just they like... May they may or are, may not know the player we're talking about. They know, well not only that, but they just know exactly how the top three is going to go. Yeah, probably. Oh my God, Josh! What? What? Are you in question about who's going to be number two? Uh, I don't think so. But yes, I was just saying. I'm. I'm I don't know if you're going to go with your f- new favorite player or not. <laughs> um, but I guess we'll have to tune in next week to find out. <laughs> we will have to see. Also. Did you guys watch my Instagram story? As of when? Today. Me throwing a fucking... Oh, yeah. It was underthrown. It wasn't. <laughs> you basically had to turn around like a punt. I touched just a laugh riot. <laughs> he did a full call for a, fail, a fair catch in the video. <laughs> Did you see that fucking shoulder fake from hell to freeze the safety? Good lord. I mean, he was wide open. I Well, why do you think that is? Did you see the shoulder fake? 
God. No, I was saying that. I was saying that giving credit to the shoulder fake. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, I mean it was lethal. The classic stutter and go. I mean, folks, I will be running a uh, Manning Passing Academy uh, clinic this summer. Please <laughs> need all donations to my Venmo. Uh, that would be great. Um, but yeah, next. Uh, what's your Venmo? Jwick six. J a y w i c k six. No relation to John Wick. Um, although I'm, I'm sure those donations are going to be pouring in as they by should. the weekend. As they they just to watch you throw it. <laughs> they just show up and just video to pay per view. Throw past to no one. Like Uncle just Rico, just clinic. try to hit the goalpost. <laughs> it's going to be a clinic of just everyone has to pay to watch me for 45 minutes try to hit the crossbar and the goalposts. And then you hit it once and you just turn and you're just like, did you fucking see that? That's what I thought. <laughs> I hate how accurate oh that is. I'm taking this class. <laughs> I mean, Christ, half the NFL should be taking that fucking class for only three easy payments of eighty nine ninety nine. Oh my God, I do offer talk, well talk about dollars. value. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs>